So hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving Footprints with your host, Mira and Ankit. Uh, so Living Footprints aims to be a networking knowledge base where you can get insights on various types of fields. So far, we've talked to professionals from engineering, data science, healthcare, and also creative fields like photography and radio. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Ankit to introduce today's awesome guest. Thank you, Mira. So today we have Rohit Jaitwani, who's an amazing dance and artist based in India at the moment. Rohit has had an amazing journey to where he is right now, and we are so excited to speak with him. So without further ado, welcome Rohit. Hey, thank you so much, guys. That really means a lot. Thanks so much for inviting me. Really looking forward to this conversation. Thank you so much, Rohit, for being here. I think we can just start off with, like, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure, definitely. So so my name is Rohit Jaitwani. Performer name is Junior J2. So that's what my name on Instagram or YouTube is. Um, um, pretty much, I'm 24 years old, choreographer, dancer based in Bombay, Bombay, India. And um, completed my education in the United States from the University of Southern California. So that was a cool experience having, having an education abroad. Uh, but, but soon realized that my dreams lie in India and that's where I really want to be eventually. Moved back and now this is what I do full time. I dance and choreograph full time. That's awesome. Um, I think it's really like admirable that you are, uh, you know, you kind of did business and then you kind of went right, right into like dancing. I think I read maybe you left your job and then you kind of made that change. So, um, yeah. yeah, like do, was there like a specific moment or can you walk us through how that process went where you were working and you studied business and then you decided like, OK, no, I want to be a choreographer. But, you know, so, so interestingly, um, dance was never an option as a career. Um, it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was always going to be entrepreneurship or something in the business space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think like a while, while I was continuing to pursue my passion for dance since, since the age of four, so I've been dancing for 20 years now. So it's been a while. Um, after college, I thought that, okay, you know, this is just a hobby thing. You know, you do, you do mm-hmm. college competitions, yeah. you go around, meet people, network people. I'm sure, you know, Ankit, you know, we've been through <laughs> college competitions together. Yeah. And yeah. You go do, you know, you, you you dance as a hobby or an extracurricular activity, but, but, but you never really imagine it to be a career for like various reasons. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, was passionate about two things. One was dance and another one was education. I really felt that uh, despite having a global perspective on education where my schooling was in India, I was in Paris my freshman year of college and I was in the United States. And then I also got a chance to go to South Africa to see what the education was like there. So pretty much saw education for different continents. Mm-hmm. And I just saw that there was a global problem which was that we were not being, you know, given skills that we actually really need for the real world. Sometimes, right. you know, I, I feel like the way the systems are still structured today is, is like, you know, everything has moved on life. Cars have become from something to something. Yeah. Friends have become mm-hmm. from something to something, but education has stayed the same, right? Yeah. So I that's feel like true. that's what I became very passionate about where, where, uh, where I feel like not just, you know, um, in the United States, but like, especially in India, where this, where this education shift really needs to happen. So I think that's what I became very passionate about. And, I, and, I, and like it became a mission to build the best university in India that provides real-world skills, no assignments, uh, you know, no grades, none of that BS. It's only, it's only pure like, you know, real-life project-based work. And like you keep on growing and growing until you can go secure something after college. So I feel like that's what I've been passionate about. Got my first job in education in South Africa and everything was going well, superbly well. Uh, while I was in South Africa for my first job, 
um i requested if i could go back to la and work with them virtually because i still miss the dance community mm-hmm. i still miss dancing with my yeah. friends and the college company experience i miss the people who were pursuing you know dance the, uh, as a career and hosting workshops i miss that experience of going to workshops and attending and learning so i requested if i could still stay close to my dance community while still working with them mm-hmm. um it so happened that i was just so inspired by the la dance community posting a lot of instagram dance videos and i think um that that kind of motivated me to you know post instagram dance videos as well um to my surprise the first and the second video went viral like went from like a private account on instagram to like oh my god there's like traction <laughs> from people who i don't even know right and yeah. um, i think like once once that started happening simultaneously i think it was just perfect timing like like if you say so um things went down with my company which mm-hmm. means like there was something going wrong i was not happy with the expectations they were they they had kept for myself and like how my future is going to unfold at the companies and okay. i decided to find because i'm like okay cool you know things are working with dance things are going viral on social media things are not going well with my company and then i was just like cool my body can move right now you know i'm going to decide to dance right now and maybe entrepreneurship and education and building this university can be a dream once my body cannot move anymore like that's when i decided cool you know life is too short can't have any regrets in life um I'm going to go give it a shot go give it all in whatever savings i have from my first job put it in dance and let's see where it goes and yeah this is where i am today so that's how i think i think like that moment of coincidence of you know things going viral on social media uh, versus like things going down my job really pushed me to like choose dance as a career speaking about one of the things that you you spoke about some of the videos which went viral you also had like garb dance which is a company where you kind of taught people how to dance and some of the workshops which were actually in la as well um what coincidence i was supposed to attend one of the workshops and i had like everything was planned out and everything but then one of our competitions came around the same time so we had to fly like because we got into one of the competitions for my team and then we flew flew out that weekend but i i remember it was the boys versus girl workshop specifically and it was one of the, i think i think when i watched the video also it was extremely fun choreography so how did you get started to create like garb dance Well, like, well, like, so, so, um, um, so, I think Gulf started while I was still working with my South African company, um, okay. and uh, and my best friend, she had start, she had founded Gulf, so she basically just wanted to go out and compete and create a college team. Um, she graduated from college, but then she wanted to still, you know, be part of the Desi dance circuit in the United States. Yeah. and then based on that she she made an independent team that had a mixture okay. of students and working professionals and we just wanted to go out and compete and do our own thing um at that point of time she was a founder and i was just an advisor on the team simply because mm-hmm. i had led my usc bollywood team and uh, for uh, yeah. and like had like two different teams so i kind of knew like the failures that had gone through the things that went well and was in a position to help the team grow and build it from bottom up uh, so at that point i was just an advisor so as things progressed with time um we realized that like we uh, don't need to be a college competition team anymore we can transition ourselves into becoming full fledged company where we teach workshops and we create some epic music videos and um, right. i think i think like that's what like the mission really became where where like we we saw a lot of the times that a lot of dancers in the united states were heavily influenced by west, by 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 the western culture where bollywood be now with where where bollywood now be fused with jazz with like contemporary with like kathak or like bolly funk bolly fusion bolly jazz bolly heels and bolly kathak mm-hmm. and everything and like we saw those different styles really like emerge out of the community over there and i think those were epic but we realized that no one is doing bollywood 
you know there's no authentic yeah. bollywood happening that really happens in like india or bombay right where the heart mm-hmm. of bollywood really is so we're like you know we'll build a company that provides the need for authentic bollywood dance classes dance workshops dance training whatever you call it and also like some epic videos that people would like like to see what they see in bollywood so i feel like mm-hmm. that that's what really became a mission we saw no one really doing that at that point of time and then that's when we decided cool you know let's transition from be, from from becoming a college competition team to to becoming a full fledged company and then that's when i got on boarded as a co-founder um right. i was still working with my company in south mm-hmm. africa while i was still a co-founder so at that time i was managing both things um and then eventually like we saw that we gained a lot of traction for gar uh because people people realized that you know there is a filmy outlet you know mm-hmm. for for them in los angeles that didn't really exist because yeah. there was always a fusion of styles there's always hip hop and bop there's always like right. jazz which is very popular right and like they 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 saw like oh this is pure authentic filmy bollywood and which is what like you know got got people very attracted to our mm-hmm. classes and i think i think um, i think that's how we transitioned over uh, boys versus girls as a workshop was a concept that came up with my co-founder and mm-hmm. uh, you just said like um, bollywood most bollywood movies has a character which is a male character and a mm-hmm. female character and there's always some sort of jugal bandi you know jugal bandi mm-hmm. is like some sort of fight or competition or love or romance yeah. and drama that you know that always exists so why don't we try to create the same workshop setting in a sangeet mm-hmm. format where it's boys versus girls and like in sangeet also you have like you know the groom side and like the bride side and stuff right. so we just create a space that allowed people to you know experience that but through a workshop setting through different characters and uh, yeah like um, uh, we we didn't expect it at all but that video went viral i think it's crossed 10 million views or something on youtube mm-hmm. um, that workshop sold out completely and like it's still it's still a forever favorite from there onwards yep so i think like since then gar always has always become a thing while i was in la and we continued running gar while being in la that's that's amazing um, yeah. i i just wanted to make a couple comments like from previously we were talking about i think it's awesome that your like the career switch was so clear to you like it was like you know you kind of realized and it wasn't too hard for you to just kind of go pursue what you wanted to pursue and then also i think it's amazing that you found a way kind of to do both entrepreneurship and teaching the things that you're passionate about and that you studied and you know now you're working for um this new company where you're teaching people how to dance like i think that's amazing and like it takes so much creativity to come up with these kinds of like challenges like boys versus girls and like putting everything together like i think that's awesome I think Ankit was going to say something. Yeah, I think so. Uh, if you have, we'll definitely link the video which he's talking about in our description below. But also another video which I want to talk about is the evolution of Bollywood video which you guys did, and the production value of that was extremely high. Like, you guys went the like with the costumes, with the areas and everything. I think I'll link that video as well. Uh, but I think kind of going to what Mira was talking about, coming up with choreography is not the easiest task. Like when I was on Zamana. my co-captain and i used to spend hours and hours just trying to figure out choreography which might look good on stage and like which might fit our team so how do you keep your creative juices flowing for choreography honestly we are on the same boat as you it is by far uh, one of the hardest things to do because um i think the challenge is uh, like like despite your training and despite your background you always have to put out something different and something new yeah. with every single video and mm-hmm. the challenge is the turnaround time is also so so short it's not like you're putting out a video once a month is like you're trying to put out a video once a week right, right or sometimes right. and i feel like yeah. that turnaround time is so 
so short. So trust me, I'm on the same boat as you. It is a huge challenge. I think I think the two biggest things that I really do to help my creative juices flow is one is just watch as many videos as possible, which means just watch as many dancers, not just Bollywood, but like people all across the world, whether it's like K-pop, whether it's coming from like, like you know, the Western side of the world, whether it's hip hop, whether it's jazz, whether it's anything, right? Anything that's dance related, watch tons of dance videos. Um, I feel to an extent, um, some of these TikTok videos have also created a sense of you know inspiration because they have, they're heavy on transitions. And yeah. now you see all of a sudden people on Instagram, you know, going heavy on transitions. I feel, I feel like watching videos is the biggest thing for me. Um, and the second thing is training, uh, training, not just in, in styles that, that like I'm good at, but also training in styles that I have no knowledge about because right. oftentimes like I'm able to pull out, you know, instances or references or techniques from different styles and then like fuse it into this. And, um, um, and I think, and I think like, uh, training different forms of styles, like really opens up my body to understand how, or like what ways can my body really move in? Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are two big things that I really do, which is watch videos and try to um, try to train as much as I can in like styles I really enjoy apart from Bollywood. Um, so I think those are two big things. Yeah. Oh, I kind of just wanted to follow that up with what's, what's been your most favorite choreography that you've created so far? It's. <laughs> that's a hard it's question. A I feel question. Like. <laughs> it's a very tough question. Um, <laughs> All, all choreographers are great. Watch everything. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> um, um, obviously, there are some really, there are some choreographies close to my heart and there are some choreographies that are super hit and there are some choreographies, uh, you know, that have not done so well. So I think there's, there's uh, but, 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 but I feel like when you create yourself, you really enjoy the process and you really enjoy what you've mm-hmm. done. Um, so I would say like, uh, do I enjoy my choreographies? Uh, yes and no. But if I would say, I would say something extremely favorite, um, I would assume Ringa Ringa was something I really liked. I did that with Jinmay, the wardrobe engineer on Instagram. Um, I really enjoyed uh, co-creating Churake Dil Mera with Iman. I think that was a fun piece, a really fun piece. Um, I really enjoyed a very recent one I did. I did Top Lacy Podi with, with a friend of mine called Kamna. That was also a fun piece I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I also enjoyed Husne Swana. That was a really fun piece uh, to do and also to perform. Um, and also Akyonsi Golimani. I feel like these would be like four or five that I just think of. Yeah. We'll link, uh, you can definitely find all of these on his YouTube and Instagram, which we'll link both in the description below. So definitely go and subscribe and follow to him. So you can see a lot of amazing dance content. But yeah, so I think uh, along with career, like pursuing a career in the arts versus like engineering or business is a huge stigma, especially in India. So how did you tackle that stigma like yourself? Because it's, I mean, as you said, like earlier, initially, all of us have that internalized mindset that, okay, this is, this is going to be a hobby, but like, how did you kind of go towards like, kind of, okay, I can actually pursue this as a career now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think uh, like the whole stigma still exists. Uh, it was even, mm-hmm. even bigger back then, but I think uh, with, with the advent of technology and social media mm-hmm. and digital platforms being available, it's, it's, it's totally, it's, it's slowly reducing. And I think dance is a career slightly more acceptable to right. like, Indian society or Indian parents. Um, I think like, I think the stigma still exists because of, uh, of the risk that is attached to it which mm-hmm. is like the risk of financial stability and security. Yeah. So like for example, let's say like if you do some, some, some other job, which is also, you know, exciting for a few of them, like, like a consulting job, or if you choose to become a doctor, or if you choose to become, I don't know, maybe, um, you know, like maybe an engineer, right? Um, most of these careers have a, a, you know, systematic process 
of what you should do to be successful mm-hmm. right if you do xyz if you train in and if you train in abc there is very there's a high chance that you will be able to secure a job that pays you xyz right mm-hmm. so i feel like i feel there's a there's a systematic process with that but with art or like in in like any art space um there is no process and mm-hmm. i feel like there is no process like oh you need to train for these many years and at this academy or like you know have these skills to become a successful artist sometimes people who has have zero training can can also you know be be, be thriving the space completely right. so i feel like there's a there's a risk of uh, financial security that's attached to it and also there's a um, risk of stability which means like you know what is the right procedure to really go through what's the right process to really go through for you to be able to you know you know actually build a name for yourself in this in this industry right. um so i feel like that stigma sort of attached um for for me um i feel my parents didn't really have a problem with what i did uh, they just were worried that i should be financially secure um i should be able to build a family myself raise a family myself um you know uh, buy my own home you know like take care of children etc um and i think i think that's what they were worried about the most the number of times my dad has asked me to join his business is ridiculous you know <laughs> till date he sent me an offer literally last night being like why don't you know you know do some consulting for my online business and i'm like that's impossible it's not mm-hmm. happening so i feel like um i feel like the only way to combat that was was to show them that this is realistic mm-hmm. you know like this is possible uh, this is making money and this is going to help me survive in the future um so i feel like i think once my parents saw um you know things coming to life um mm-hmm. my words being converted into actions i think that's when they started believing a little bit more that okay you know what he's doing this is what he should be doing and nothing else right yeah, yeah i was going to say i think uh, additionally just with the rise of social media and like instagram it's been a lot easier in my opinion maybe for creatives to be accepted further because you're putting it out there and you're seeing the results really quickly so like I think that's awesome like cuz you post your uh videos on Instagram and you get so many views and I'm sure that's something you can show your parents you know like look people are looking people are commenting like this is what I'm doing this is my profession like that's awesome yeah. No, oh, that's then, like, <laughs> yeah go ahead sometimes yeah like I've also had a conversation with my dad my dad's like okay you know all these followers all these views so what <laughs> where is the check coming in <laughs> and i'm like but dad this is not like your business you know where you buy something for 5 mm-hmm. rupees and sell something for 10 rupees and 50% is a profit you know this is not like how you how you work things out in like the artist space the way the money comes is very different uh, but but having a sense of credibility on social media really helps you to push that push that career forward one notch higher so right. uh, in like once he understood how the money really comes i think like like okay cool i'll give you 5 lakhs or like 500000 rupees tomorrow i'll i'll invest in your instagram content whatever make videos every day so i think like that's when he was a little more convinced that, okay this could be a money making career yeah yeah i i understand i think even with my parents they kind of want to know and they want to make sure like they want to see the end product before you even get there so i totally understand uh but <laughs> And then just going off of that like what advice can you give to somebody who's consider considering being a creative but is discouraged by the stigma and maybe discouraged by their family yet <laughs> I I would just say just start you know uh just start I feel like uh yeah I think that's the biggest advice <laughs> just start uh because I feel you don't um uh, sometimes you don't know what you are able to achieve without really doing things right. um the more you think about it um the more self doubt you'll really create and i feel like mm-hmm. the more you 
I I feel I feel like the more self doubt is really created, there's something called beginner's dilemma. You know, that's something that would really eat you up. Where where you feel like you need to know so many things, mm-hmm. and like there's so many things to know about this space. There's so much to do. There's so much to train. There's so much to you know achieve, etc. That like that that will give you anxiety and that will stop you from starting something. So I feel like the answer is you don't need to know anything before you start. You just need to st- start something, mm-hmm. and you will figure it out over time. And I feel like once you figure it out over time, you will see that you understand what you're good at. You understand what's what's good about you as an artist. What differentiates you from other people? What are your values? And that will help you create a niche. within yourself that would really help you thrive so i feel like it's the journey of exploration you really take of knowing who you are as yeah. an artist as a self person and then like i think that journey of exploration really helps you create that niche for yourself and then kill it completely so the advice is don't think just start just do yeah. i think that's just really good advice because all the opportunities which you don't take are essentially opportunities which you're missing out on so it's important to kind of take every opportunity as it comes to you and make the best of it and then maybe it can take you where uh, you hope to go i think we spoke about this a bit earlier but like you spoke about like having a public platform now so having a public platform comes with the responsibility of like because there's going to be a lot of people following especially in india a lot of children who have instagram like about not children like teenagers who have instagram they follow you as like an inspiration and you've spoken about like i mean you have been very open on your instagram about your fitness journey when you had covid back in i, I think a few months back so and you always try to kind of maintain of uh, like an attitude of motivation positivity on your profile when you are putting up content over there so how do you kind of maintain a positive attitude and kind of continue to be a good influence for your followers um honestly i think i think the answer is just just like be yourself right or i feel like also know the purpose of why you create on instagram so i feel um i've seen a lot of creators who would create simply simply because they want to become famous or simply because they feel becoming famous will give them a lot of money like as they see all these big influencers making money through brands mm-hmm. uh, but i feel like that's not the answer um i feel the answer really is like understanding um you know why you create and who you really creating it for um right. so i feel like for me my my biggest purpose is to inspire and empower as many people as possible so i feel i use um to create a lot of different dance videos that um try to do something different try to put a creative element in every video um and um, and 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 you hopefully that 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 really inspires people but at the same time also i feel um i try to add a lot of value or like try to see if you can add a lot of value to people's life by giving them some tips by by motivating them some way or the other um um there's like a post i did about uh, about like you know three way or like you know three things i learned about weight loss or there's a post i did about covid or there's a post i did about you know like what you know like what are the three things i really needed to convert my passion to profession so i feel like i try to do these little lifestyle posts that really help people or give insights to like what it really takes to like reach 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 where you are like actually thrive in this industry um so i feel like that's like my purpose with creating and and often then the result just comes you know sometimes right. i don't really know the result um till date i don't really know what's the total number of views on all my videos um or like comments or likes because it because that's because that's something that people forget after 24 hours you know but what people really remember is the kind of impact you really make on them and have you really left a positive feeling or like have they felt uplifted after watching your content right so so i feel like if you know your purpose uh, and often times Yeah, you know, for Instagram, it's 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 mainly catered to either entertainment or adding value. So I feel right. like if you can entertain your audience or you can add value to your audience, that's when your audience will really stick with you, and like that's when they'll be really influenced with you, like in mm-hmm. a very positive. Um, so I feel I try to do the same, and like the purpose never changes. It just it just it just stays the same everywhere. 
I think that's really good advice because even for our podcast itself, when we are putting out content, I think one thing which we haven't done, and I think I'm really happy about, is that we're not looking at how many views or like comments or anything we're getting. We're just putting out content because we, I think with the hope that it helps someone in the future or right now. Uh, we both are in the job search process, and I think we know for a fact how tough networking for uh, is and was for us in the past. And I think. as we said in the beginning we wanted to make a knowledge base for kind of helping out people so i think it's really good advice that instead of thinking about what the result outcome is just enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and kind of put in what you enjoy because i think if you're enjoying and like especially for dance like i think for me when i used to dance for zamana it was basically like i wanted to enjoy myself and take a break from like classes and all the stress classes and everything and because we enjoyed we were able to give a good performance on stage and we were having fun with our team we were having fun with just like dancing which is the kind of an activity which i personally love to do so i think that's really good advice over there yeah i really like i like what you just said but i was going to say i appreciate that you kind of talked through that too because um so i make all the content for instagram and i go in with the same kind of attitude where i'm just like it doesn't really matter who likes this or who comments or anything as long as they're getting some kind of use out of the post that i'm making that's all that matters like putting positivity and good tips and good advice into the world i think that that's all that should matter cuz when when you think mm-hmm. about it when you think about who's liking it why am i not getting likes why am i not getting followers it gets stressful instead of enjoying what you're doing it starts becoming like competition with yourself and it might be a little stressful that way so yeah. i really appreciate what you're saying here <laughs> lovely so uh i think again you're talking about is keeping a regular stream of content and like being active brings about burnout because we're doing because you're probably doing a lot of things going around you so how do you deal with burnout and even imposter syndrome because i think sometimes you're like oh my god like do i kind of am i in the right place where stuff so how do you deal with that honestly just take a break um <laughs> i feel uh i feel like it's um uh, if if you don't feel self doubt um throughout like your artist career you've probably not done it long enough and i feel at some point in your life you will have self doubt uh actually yeah. not just as an artist but even as an entrepreneur as like someone who's just doing a regular job as well i feel like that sense of self doubt will always always exist um so i feel like um the way i cope with it is okay just take a break because uh because it's important to kind of tune yourself out so you can let your you know mental being be stable and you're yeah. not always just flow creative juices through it um i also feel like disconnecting from creativity also allows me to you know be inspired by new creative ideas um so i feel like that's also you know one thing that I always keep in mind um i feel taking a break is the best way to do it sometimes when you take a break um coming back is is like is like the hardest thing ever and coming back to form is like a really hard thing ever because now the self doubt is even more it's like oh damn you know like can i achieve or you know can i do or can i you know can i create what i used to create maybe a month ago or like maybe two months ago maybe a year ago and i feel at that point of time what i do is i just look back at my old videos i feel everyone has a different way to you know cope up with it uh, but my coping mechanism is just looking back at my old videos and just seeing what people have to say read the comments and i feel like um just see what people really have to say right and like realize that what you've done in the past has been an impact on people and now you just got to go do it again and i feel yeah. like that first push is i think i think my first push comes from the audience itself and i feel like uh, i feel like i'm really blessed to have a very 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 supportive and lovable audience mm-hmm. um so i feel like i feel my push come from them and once i read the comments look back at old videos um look back at other people's videos and i feel like look back at what other people are creating i think that also pushes me to get up and to create more 
So I feel like it's a combination of taking a break and then finding a way to like rejuvenate and then like mm-hmm. coming back strong by like you know being being self inspired or by inspired by other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, I think I definitely go through that process. Both of us. Um, <laughs> and then so you've talked a little bit about um, you know self doubt and how you kind of look out into your audience to kind of get rejuvenate. You know, like you're seeing that you're positively um, impacting them and that helps you get back on top of things. So like uh, in, in your experience with your career and just life in general, have you had any influences that have kind of helped you throughout, throughout your career path and just life? Yeah, I think, I think almost every single person I follow on Instagram has, has, been, has been someone um, you know, who, who makes a difference to my life. Um, so I feel like usually I try to follow those people whose work I really enjoy mm-hmm. without expecting them to follow me back because that's like another whole topic of its own. <laughs> but, but, but I feel like every single person I do follow um, has inspired me in a certain way or the other. And, uh, and the content they create is absolutely unreal, right? Whether it's people like who've built a very strong, credible presence in the mm-hmm. in advanced content space on Instagram slash YouTube or people who like, or, or even people who are just starting out. Um, so okay. I feel like, all kinds of people I really try to pull inspiration from. And, um, and I feel like beyond those as well, uh, I also try to look into, you know, entrepreneurs or mm-hmm. self-growth content creators. Some of them is like Jay Shetty, this guy called Vishen Lakhiani, who has an education startup in, in Malaysia. Um, there's also Simon Sinek, who's a leadership coach, who also creates some really epic content, Gary V. And I feel like to an extent, all what they say as well allows me to build Junior J2 as a brand over time. Uh, or allows me to take this entrepreneurial journey and really combine the entrepreneurial leadership side of things to dance and content in a way. Um, yeah. So I feel like beyond just dancers, there are also other people like who really make a difference. And some of these are um, like, you know, like, like really well-known self-growth influencers in like the mm-hmm. content space as well. Mm-hmm. So how do you see the, like the world of dance, like changing in the next few years? It's, it's, it's so unpredictable because um, um, because who knew social media was going to be a career? I didn't know social media was going to be my mm-hmm. career. This is my full-time job. <laughs> it's it's um, five years ago. You 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 like no one would ever expect me. Like oh, so what do you do? I do Facebook at that time. Facebook was big, right? <laughs> like oh, you know, I do Facebook. Like now it's like oh, I'm a I'm an I'm an Instagram. I'm a YouTuber, right? So I feel like this this career has only developed in the past four to five years, um, and um, and it's only becoming bigger. I. I honestly don't know where it's going to go because you, because, because honestly, you don't know where entertainment takes you. You don't know where, how quick technology is going. Um, if I really had to predict, I feel AR and VR are going to play a huge role in mm-hmm. dance eventually. You know, who knows? Maybe I could be teaching dance to someone's, you know, like someone in Mexico in their living room while still being in India. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. like you, like, I don't know who, like, who knows, you know, maybe like you might be wearing VR glasses and attending someone's class in like, I don't know, like uh, Azerbaijan for all it takes. And like, you know, just like going to some, some, some different person's class in LA at, at mm-hmm. like, at, at like one of the best studios there, but while still being in Brazil, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, I'm just trying to think like the world is going to get a lot closer. Um, and as the world gets closer with technology, um, I think, I think dance as a medium is also going to come closer together. Um, how it comes, I really don't know, but I feel technology is going to be the way things change in the future. Yeah. I think also like the pandemic has definitely changed a lot and technology has become much more advanced than it was. I think even a year ago now, so I think I, I think a lot of people shifted to Zoom classes. Like I attended one uh, of Team Natch back in mm-hmm. uh, last year. So even I think they had a complete different setup for online classes. And I couldn't do that when I was, I mean, I hadn't gotten the opportunity to attend one of the classes because I haven't been to Bombay in a couple of years now. 
So right. I think technology has just advanced a lot in the past year, especially. You're right. It's so unpredictable, and life is unpredictable now. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel we live in this world of opportunities. and you don't know when an opportunity arises right and sometimes covid is also an opportunity for so many people for traders for dancers for people shifting to online platforms it you you honestly don't know where the world is heading yeah. yeah so kind of just going off of the pandemic and everything like that um do you have advice or any tips for somebody who's kind of maybe feeling like their dance career is on pause because you can't necessarily go in person to do dance classes i know there's a lot of youtube like you make your videos and yeah. i know ankit does like some bollywood workouts like do you have advice for somebody who just right. wants to keep continuing even during the pandemic i feel just do it at home you know because yeah. or just find some space uh, you know uh, where wh- wh- where you could you know like be be in your own zone as an artist or as a student or as a teacher and really find a way to connect with other people in the dance in the in the dance community um, i think um, training should never stop Mm-hmm. um and also like maybe watching dance content should never stop because that's how you yeah. grow mm-hmm. um i i grow by training and watching dance content whether it's uh you know for like growing as a dancer improving technique getting creative ideas etc or like you know being influenced with choreography i think that's how i grow and like that's that's happening sitting on the same seat i'm mm-hmm. sitting on right now mm-hmm. so i feel like there's uh, there's 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 always room to you know find a way to make things work if you really are motivated to make it work yeah Yeah, there's so many like Zoom classes now too that people yeah. do. Even like it work cuz I work out a lot so there's a lot of Zoom workouts. It's it's pretty awesome yeah. to see that. Yeah. So, we spoke about this slightly earlier but you talked forgot how you're influenced by like the people you follow on Instagram and you had a lot of collaboration with many talented dancers and artists. Has there been like we kind of spoke about your favorite choreography earlier. Any favorite collaborations for you? Uh I would say uh i would say if it's uh, a male dancer uh, my favorite collaboration has been with chinmay uh, who's also called the wardrobe engineer also a really 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 dear friend of mine probably one of my first and bestest friends from like the dance content space um i like so so i think so far we've done about four videos um and the previous back to back videos have all hit a million views so uh, there's 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 something about uh, creating with him that that you know really changes um like the outcome and sometimes we don't even think about the outcome but i think right. what i've realized is if your vibe is epic with the person and uh if if you're going to have a good time creating with them the outcome is bound to be good um and i feel that's what i really focus on whenever it's it's, it's collaborating with someone and chinmay is one of the people who i really connect with on that level mm-hmm. um and the other one i would say from a female dancer i would say it would be iman um no she's she's also based in la i feel like again like you know we 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 just connect on a level um where where i'm not sure i've connected with someone else yet um i think like because we just have same goals same ideas very like like i think we 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 also on the same wavelength when we try to create something um right. and we also want a particular product a particular outcome when we create something so i feel like that 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 process really becomes enjoyable to do together um mm-hmm. so i would say with like iman and chinmay the two 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 best collaborations i've ever had and i've always wanted to keep collaborating Yeah, I was just going to say do you have like anybody in mind for a dream collaboration for the future? Yeah, Nora, Nora Pate. <laughs> oh my god, she's amazing. Yeah. Nora Pate. I love her. <laughs> I would drop everything I have and go dance with Nora Pate if she's ever listening to this podcast, <laughs> which I hope in one in a million chances happens. <laughs> I would I would I would request her please 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 come collab with me. Yeah. Nora, yeah, I think I think I think Nora Pate would be the like the ultimate dream collab. 
I'll be sure to tag her. I love her too. She's amazing. So. <laughs> so what's next for you? Like, I mean, you have you have a you have a strong base on Instagram and YouTube now. So what's next for you? Like, what dream are you manifesting for the future now? Yeah. So I think I think um, I think I think there are two things that are that are happening simultaneously. The first one is just. continue building your instagram army just keep on going and building it um and just finding sustainable um ways to keep on creating content um and i think the next thing would be is um is also an opportunity in bollywood i think that's primarily why i moved to india as well uh, because content can be made anywhere in the world i could technically be traveling all around the world and make content yeah. but but the reason i chose to be in bombay is is, is so i can be close to the bollywood industry mm-hmm. uh, the dream is to act in movies or choreograph for movies and i feel like those are two things i really want to find a way to make it happen somewhere or the other yeah that's, so that's... while i'm creating content i'm hustling my ass off to try to make sure that i can i can i can navigate my way through bollywood at some point in my life that's so exciting i i really yeah. hope, like wish all the best for you and i'm excited one day maybe to watch your choreography or even you in a movie that would be awesome <laughs> it's really admirable i think that you did kind of take that like as we said earlier it's really admirable that you took that risk and that you are pursuing your dreams which i don't think a lot of people have that courage so it's extremely admirable and thank you so much for i think talking to our listeners about it because i think it'll hopefully who is listening will get more motivation to actually do what they hope to do in the future as well Yeah. Hope so too. Likewise, mutual feelings. And then, uh, just kind of to wrap things up, where can our listeners reach out to you if they have any questions or they want to learn more about your journey? Instagram. I feel I'm I'm uh, I'm very active on Instagram. Um, I always reply to as many people as I can, and if it's a work email, I will definitely reply. Okay. Or if it's a work message or something, I will definitely reply. Hundred percent. Okay, we'll be sure to add the links to the descriptions mm-hmm. of all these uh posts. Thank you so much for again joining us today. I think this was it's an amazing conversation which we had, and I'm extremely excited to put this episode out there. I was just saying thank you so much. I really appreciate our conversation. No, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm 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 super excited this happened. Um, it's been a while since we did a podcast, or like since I did a podcast, and like this 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 has definitely been very refreshing. Um, so many details, so many questions, and like so many cool insights. that allowed me to like refresh memories back from the past so thanks so much for like taking me back over there and like thanks so much for bringing me on board i think i think this was super 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 fun yeah, yeah thank you yeah, and yeah. thank you thank, thank you. you to our listeners for continuing to support us okay bye bye, bye.